I am proud to announce that SBN is launching the most prestigious Hall of Fame in the world of niche podcasting. The SPN Sports Hall of Fame. Not just one sport, Sports Hall of Fame for all of the world of sports. We have the one and only niche podcast Hall of Fame that everyone needs to follow and listen to and respect as the authority in niche podcasting Hall of Fame nominations in the world of sport all time. Kevin. I have tears coming down my cheeks right now, Dwayne. It's a great moment for SPN, a Hall of Fame, something that for me has a great meaning, if none whatsoever, because it's just fun to talk about who deserves to be in the Hall of Fame, who deserves to, to do it, and we decided to include you, the listener, in it. Yeah, you have a little warm work to do. Every Patreoners, every supporter of this show on patreon.com slash sports podcast network has a ballot for the SPN Sports Hall of Fame for this year because it's the introduction of the year. Send us your five any sport. The only only requirement is they have to be retired for five years. But outside of that, all sports, all athletes are fair game. Give us your top five. And uh, me and Dwayne haven't talked about a percentage, but it'll be probably close to 70-75%. The ones that do get that will go into the introductory class of 2016 on the SPN Sports Hall of Fame. Exactly. All right. Yeah. As Kevin said, the criteria is pretty simple. It's players that um, or athletes, I should say, or players if they're on a team sport, a team or individual, it doesn't matter, that kind of transcend their sport. Uh, so we're talking about legends here. Uh, they don't necessarily – it's always room for interpretation, subjective interpretation. They can be have players that are that maybe weren't as transcendent, but they did they did transcend in other ways. And some of the suggested nominees that Kevin and I are going to come, uh, come up with um, might do that. They can be infamous too. I, I think that that's part of, yeah. of sports. Uh, we're not necessarily – it's very open, and I think that that's the best way to do these sort of things. An example, uh, you're allowed to vote for Barry Bonds or Lance Armstrong if you think they deserve to be in the SBS. Sports Hall of Fame. Yeah, or Pete Rose or, or anyone like that. So uh, without further ado, Kevin and I have a few lists. We're going to go down some ideas that we have. These are kind of what we're nominating here. We're not going to come down to the final here. We'll probably uh, do this in two weeks' time. Um, I'll start, and then we'll just sort of go back and forth, and we'll throw some names out, and we'll debate whether we, what we think about them. We won't come to a final decision, as I said, but we'll, we'll debate that. And I am Canadian, so I do need to start with, with – you know, probably the most well-known Canadian athlete in history. And, and uh, you know, although not at Spurs, they spelled his name wrong on the jersey they gave him. Um, and that is Wayne Gretzky. Wayne Gretzky did things. And, and this is a, a very much from my childhood, Wayne Gretzky is, right? Like this is a player that, you know, played throughout, like started when I was very young um, and played throughout my childhood into my teen years and retired as I was entering um, adulthood. So very much in that old adage about the, the athletes that you think about the most are the ones that played when you were a kid. Wayne Gretzky is absolutely that for me. Um, I And in a sport that was surrounded, that was around me all the time. So I have a lot. And I wasn't a fan of Wayne Gretzky when, he, when I was a kid. Um, I used to cheer against him. But I, even as a kid, I really understood what he was doing. It was so special, so 
untouchable that that was the reason I cheered against him. I was always inclined to cheer for underdogs, and Wayne Gretzky clearly was the epitome, like the not an underdog. He was the opposite of an underdog. He was so unstoppable that you couldn't imagine him losing. He was Hulk Hogan if the, if the WWF wasn't uh, wasn't you know fixed right. Yeah. Um, he was just not stoppable, and when he was stopped, it was an amazing thing to watch. Uh, his point totals are off the map. We talked about it in the last segment in terms of of what he did uh, from a point level. But even if you look at him in contemporaries, and that's how you have to do these sort of things, that he was getting 216 points his most season ever. I think the second was like 130 then. So like, it's not so much that he was getting much more points than the players today. He was getting much more points than players at the time playing in the same area in the same circumstances. I don't believe whenever there's all these hockey debates and you'll talk, there's other athlete, other hockey players they'll throw out as the best all time. Bobby Orr most frequently gets mentioned because he did change the sport um, in terms of how defensemen play. But to me, it's not even close. It, it's Wayne Gretzky in a landslide. Um, as the greatest hockey player ever, with one other exception that maybe you might mention, Kevin's the only other player that I think is in the same conversation with him, and they played at the same time. And that's it, why, it, yeah, it's a player that you can always say, "What if injuries were not a part of his career?" That's Mario Lemieux, and that's probably it, Gretzky was the best player of all time for talent reason, but for ethics, work ethics, and the amount of work he was putting in. Mario Lemieux, for me, was the guy with the most amount of skills on the ice, just born with it. So it was just a sight to see when I had a chance to see him play live is just change the way you see hockey. Just his vision, the way he anticipates everything, the way he has a confidence to do what he did with the puck. Coming alone with three defensemen in front of him, takes one, takes the other, between the nets, between the pad of the goalkeeper, just a, a, a flow of talent was running through Mario Lemieux's body and it was a sight to see. Yeah, I think Lemieux suffers um, for a couple of reasons. Uh, first off, um, he's French, and I think that that does not to get into this conversation right now. But I do think that in his early part of his career, he didn't get as much respect as he should have because he was French Canadian. Yeah, maybe yeah. Um, that said, I think that changed, particularly in 2002 when he came back. That was coming out of the retirement and was, oh, you know, wow. as where, an where elder he states two goals and one pass in his first game, where nobody expected him to do nothing. Yeah, yeah, coming out of his cancer treatments and then into the Olympic year where he was the the, the captain of Canada. And that, that's really when a lot of people changed their opinion of, uh, of Marilyn Mew here in Canada where he became beloved rather than sort of this enigma. Um, the other reason, the more prominent reason why Lemieux, I think, gets underappreciated is because he was such a large man uh, yeah. that – a lot of what he did seemed effortless. And when people sometimes interpret effortlessness as nonchalant nonchalant or not trying, and and that that simply wasn't the case. Um, He's the best big man to ever play the game, I think, because Wayne Gretzky was very slight. It's interesting Um, you say that because as a big man, not me, but when you're a big man, everything you do looks a little slower, even though you might be uh, faster in percentage of uh, weight to power ratio and stuff like that, it still looks different. It doesn't. It doesn't look like Jager with the air flowing in the background. Look at the speed. Even though he does go at the same speed, it just looks differently because of the size. There's a different proportion perception that you get with Mario Lemieux. But yeah, you're right. The nonchalantness was not necessarily there. He was just so talented that for him, he was bored when he wasn't scoring 50 goals. You know. Yeah, um, and his most famous play, I think, the interestingly, is a play that he didn't touch the puck. Uh, dummy is not a term that I think was ever used in hockey until the 2000, 2002 Olympics when he let the puck go through his legs to his teammate, Joe Sakic, I believe it was. It was Paul Carrier. Uh, 
Oh, it's Pukri, okay, who scored the goal there. So that is the most famous play is he didn't touch the puck too. So that's a that's a fun thing. I'm I'm gonna just before we move out of hockey, I'm gonna briefly argue for my dad <laughs> and 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 talk about Bobby Orr. Um this is a player that I never got to see. Uh there's not yeah. a lot of classic games out there that are available to watch or play, but what I know of what he did is he certainly changed the position of, of defensemen um, from a player that only stayed back and only defended to a player that could also participate in the in in the play. So the argument for Bobby Orr as the all-time greatest hockey player, which would also put him on a list like this, is that he transcended and changed the sport. And if you change a sport, um, change the tactics of a sport, then then certainly you do need to be considered for that. And that is why a, a player like Orr, who again is is before my time, so he's well before Kevin's time, um, what was was a player like that. So uh, that that's that's the argument for Dad. No, exactly. So for uh, for Aki. Uh, potential in the Sports Hall of Fame in the SBN Sports Hall of Fame. Well, those are good possibilities. And there's always Ben Johnson, Barry Bonds, Lance Armstrong. You want to go controversial? You want to defend them because you're saying, yeah, they were all dope back then and they were the best of the doping guys. Why not? You know, there's a lot of possibilities for your five picks in the introductory class of the Hall of Fame. And remember... Every Patreoners, and you know what? You can become a supporter, a patron of this show. Go to patreon.com. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Sports Podcasting Network. A dollar, two dollar a month. Any pledge monthly gets you a ballot for the Hall of Fame. And then email me, sportspodcastingnetwork at gmail.com with your name and Hall of Fame in the subject line. And your ballot will be tallied in two weeks from now. We will have the introductory class in the SBN Sports Hall of Fame. All right. Before we go, a couple more names to throw out there. Look, in the Olympic side of things, I think a guy like Jesse Owens would have to be considered. Stood up against Nazism, did uh, won the first the four medals back then. Uh, The accomplishments in the Berlin Games are are remarkable. Um, Unfortunately, things that happened after in his career, he sort of had to like race horses and stuff like that to make do. But that was the times. um, Absolute uh, star of a player. yeah, an athlete as well. Uh, you know, on the soccer side of things, there's obvious choices like Pele, Pele Maradona, um, Maradona, Maradona would be my my pick in terms of uh, again a guy that I just kind of remember the tail end of his career. I remember Fat Maradona's era. <laughs> we all do, uh, right? But he's still we're, we're yeah, coaching he, Maradona. Yeah. I mean, this is a guy that did some amazing things, probably half-baked on narcotics, so he <laughs> he lived a lifestyle. Uh, but uh, absolutely transcending athlete as well. Uh, the Hand of God, or hand of God uh, goal is uh, remarkably still known in this day. It's probably one of the most famous plays uh, in World Cup history, and it was illegal. And that's funny, just like Mario Lemieux, uh, what we talked about his most famous play was one he didn't touch the puck, whereas uh, Maradona's play was one that he illegally did something with the ball, and, and still this is he's remembered for it because he's such a transcending person. Personality. Yeah, um, Michael. I'm oh, sorry. Yeah, no, go ahead. Finish your thought. I was going to say, and if you move to other sports too, there's all the great names the Jordans, the Larry Birds, the Bobby Jones, Jack Nicholas, Arnold Palmer, Pete Sampras, Andre Agassi, Michael Chang. Uh, there's a lot of possibilities for your picks in every sport. And again, all sports are fair game. And, you know, 
this is all saying this, and you know, other names out there. Michael Jordan obviously just said, uh, "I'm, I'm going to talk about Nelson Mandela for a reason in a minute." Bear with me on that one. I know he wasn't an athlete per se, but I, I do think. Well, I'll do it now. I do think that he was a guy that that used sport for the good. So even a, that kind of argument that Nelson Mandela, with what he did to sort of um, bring South Africa together with the the World Cup of rugby and and just how sports was such a major role in in, in his life throughout. If you've ever read his biography, which I'm looking at right here on my bookshelf, it took me about a year and a half to read it. It's very thick, <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know, you talk about how sports played a role in his life. So guys like that. And the one area I want to talk to talk about real quickly before we we do end the conversation in the show for today is the fact that we haven't mentioned a woman yet, and I think that's something we need to be cognizant of. Yeah. But also, at this, you know, we, we talk about women that sort of put women's sport on the map and made made us stand up and pay attention to women's sports. So you're looking at the tennis players, you know, your Natchitolova, your uh, Christy Lloyd, uh, Steffi your Graf, uh, Monica yeah. Seles. King and and all these people like that. So I, I think there's there's great athletes there that we should talk about. Great women uh, athletes. Clara Hughes. She yeah. I don't know if she's been retired five years yet, but what she did to win medals on both sides, winner in summer games. What she's done advocacy work after. That's another Canadian that you might consider for something like that. I think she can be qualified because one of retirement was for sure more than five years ago. So at least yeah. she actually retired once more than five years ago. Yeah, there you go. Uh, so, so there you have it. Um, Even you know, players um, like Bo Jackson or Deion Sanders, who were transcendent in more than one sports, you, you, any athlete is fair game. The only thing is, uh, the closest to five year retirement, possibly, if not actual five years, and there are possible to be in the Hall of Fame. Um, yeah, Mia Hamm's another name I'm going to put out there before we go. The great American that, uh, well, her her name, her image is part of the uh, NWSL's uh, crest right now. Uh, so that that's something, saying something. And I think there's still a lot of uh, soccer fans out there in the world that that Ham is the only woman player that they know. So that's that's a, an interesting thing as well. Um, this t- is a conversation that could go on for a long time. Uh, Daniel Nestor, hell, we just talked about him a minute ago. Yeah. Maybe you know he, he's transcended the sport. There's he's lots not of options yet, here. but yeah, but he will be uh, for sure in uh, the future in the Hall of Fame. Well, which gets into like your first ballot, second ballot arguments, like you see in the the Baseball Hall of Fame. Like, is a guy like Nestor might get in eventually to something like this? We're talking about it. Like, we're going to build like a little a museum somewhere in upstate New York. And- I already <laughs> have reserved one wall of my future studio that is being built as we speak. As the wall of the Hall of Fame for SBN. With uh, right. the actual, the class of 2016 will be on this wall. But again, five picks. You got five picks. You're a patron of this show or become a patron of this show. Get your ballot in uh, as soon as today. You can send them today. Sportspodcastnetwork at gmail.com and go to the Patreon page. Pledge and then you can vote. All right. Before we wrap up, what we'll do is Kevin and I will solidify our five nominees and uh, put them through as our founding votes as well. And uh, maybe even I'll, I'll write something up there and maybe get it up on, on one of the pages on the Five Rings blog or something. We could do yeah, that. The, uh, I think the Five Rings blog will be the best place for that. So fiveringspodcast.com. Later today, you will have a, a big article with uh, talking about the Hall of Fame. Plus, in the comment section, you can use there to vote too. All right, and I will put my five choices and why uh, when I do that. I've sort of argued the hockey thing. It's been a very hockey-focused show today, historical hockey, though. But at any rate, uh, OB scored his 500, so that was good. (laughs) All right, uh, we'll be back probably in two weeks' time again. Uh, We'll reveal uh, sort of what's happening with with that vote. Uh, We'll either uh, make the nominations final in in two weeks or, or, or maybe even wait for four, but we'll talk about it again then. Obviously, we'll be there if any breaking news happens. But in the meantime, Kevin, as always, I'll let you wrap the show up. As always, on your podium and again.
you want to vote for the SPN Sports Hall of Fame, patreon.com. So that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Sports Podcasting Network. Take the pledge. Become a patron. Then cast your ballot. Five choices. Any sports. Retired for five years at sportspodcastingnetwork at gmail.com. And uh, in two weeks, we'll see you. And we'll talk about your choice, your introductory class of the 2016 SPN Hall of Fame. You were listening to SPN, the Sports Podcasting Network. Visit us, sportspodcastingnetwork.com.com.